Hi, I'm Memes, a former makeup artist, and you're listening to Swatch of Horrors, a podcast dedicated to beauty horror stories told by beauty professionals. If you're new, welcome. You may want to check out episode 17, Clips from 2020, to get a feel for the podcast as a whole. But if you're a returning listener, thank you for coming back. As always, you know what? I want to hear more from what you all want. I've been putting up some polls on Instagram, but I don't know unless you don't tell me. So if you want to follow me on Instagram, that's at Swatch of Horrors. Same thing for Twitter. DM me, tweet me, whatever you want. Follow me. Let me know in the comments on a picture like, hey, listen to this episode. Cool. Or, um, hey, I want to hear more of this, more of that. Uh, I think some of you like the mixture of my solo episodes and guest episodes, which I love doing interviews, but you know what? Sometimes people don't want to get back to me and that's okay. But if you're listening and you want to be a guest on this show because you have stories, come talk to me. I want to talk to you. Let's link up. If you have a guest that you think you would love to hear on this podcast, tag them in the post. Tag them on something of mine and say, hey, you know, let's let's get together. And no worries, it is all virtual. We don't have to meet in person, so you can pretty much be anywhere. Podcast is run by me. I've never done this before in my life. Um, I've been doing it for a few months now. And, you know, I edit. I do everything for this podcast. So if you want to buy me a little coffee to show your support, head on to buymeacoffee.com forward slash swatch of horrors. The link is in my bio and my IG and Twitter, and you can buy me a coffee if you'd like. But if not, that's okay. You can keep listening. I would love to create some sort of like Patreon or something in the future, but I want to know more about what you want to hear. Some of you said that you want to hear more personal stories, which I'm down to do. Um, Also, I've had have so many observations about the wedding industry and I have a lot of opinions And yeah, because I'm trying to plan this wedding and I would love to share those insights with you too. So that could also be um, something that I put on this Patreon type of thing. Um, Also to any more detailed struggles and hardships that I've experienced being a beauty professional. I think I could definitely go more in depth with those stories as well. So let me know what you want to hear and if you would be down to contribute to Patreon. Uh, Also, podbean.com is actually where I host this podcast. You can find so many different podcasts on there. Uh, This isn't an ad, but I will tell you that they also have a patron subscription model too, which I think I might check out. So rather than it being a Patreon, I might just use the Podbean platform to do the patron thing so you know if you want download the app there's plenty of podcasts on there Uh, you can also visit it at podbean.com so check it out without further ado let's get right into it swatch of horrors i'm looking for a I'm gonna speak to your manager. 
Today, my guest is a professional makeup artist and beauty educator from Washington, D.C. She has had a passion for beauty ever since she was young. And after graduating with a bachelor's degree in computer information and system sciences, she decided to revisit her dreams of becoming a makeup artist. So she has been on set for uh, some of the love and hip hop shows, some housewives shows as well and some uh also she was a key makeup artist for some off-broadway productions and now she focuses on beauty education and she also has her own podcast so today i have with me miss akuya robinson hey. so welcome thank you for having me memes you're welcome and i must say she is also a friend in beauty and we'll get into why so tell us a little bit about what you do uh your podcast and kind of just the whole thing around that yeah so like you said my name is aquia robinson i am a makeup artist and beauty educator based in washington dc and i do have a podcast my podcast is friends in beauty and just after some years of being in the beauty industry i realized that networking played a very very huge role in like literally everything that you named just now like the things the opportunities that i've gotten mm -hmm. have all literally come from networking it wasn't just like i applied and they liked me it has literally come from me meeting somebody building relationships with them and then you know them just recommending me or just being right place right time type of thing so I decided to um, develop friends in beauty it, it kind of started off as like a, a coaching program that I had actually where I was teaching makeup artists how to strategically network to find their clients and just connect with people in the industry because a lot of people they rely on social media too much Social media mm -hmm. is cool, but they just rely on social media too much. And then I also realized there were a lot of people that I was meeting that didn't have friends in beauty, like other makeup artists, friends or photographers and models. They just didn't know how to connect with them. So when I developed that program, I was teaching them how to network. But then I was also like, you know, if I'm teaching them how to network, I should probably throw a networking event for them to, you know, practice what they learned because I just love throwing events. I love throwing parties just like in my personal life. Yeah. So that happened. And that was February 2019 when I had my first event and over 100 friends in beauty showed up. Wow. So I was like, OK, this might be a thing. So I started to do continue to do um, events here in the D.C. area once the pandemic hit. Um, I actually was supposed to go on a tour in 2020 to take the Friends and Beauty events on tour wow. to like 14 different cities, including L.A. So we probably would have linked up some kind of way. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So um, once the pandemic hit, I wasn't able to do that anymore. So I decided to come out with the Friends and Beauty podcast because I had been wanting to do a podcast for some time and I wanted to practice my speaking and everything like that. And I also didn't want the buzz to die down around Friends and Beauty. So I decided to launch the Friends and Beauty podcast where just every week I alternate between solo episodes and interview episodes just to provide some insight and some resources for our Friends and Beauty to really know what it takes to have longevity and success in the beauty industry. So I've had... I've I've been really having a great time with the podcast. It's like my little baby. Yeah, I mean, if not now, then when? And I think the pandemic was the perfect time to start a podcast. Like so many podcasts started this year. Mm -hmm. And I I have to say, like for people who 
aren't beauty professionals, you will still benefit from the Friends in Beauty podcast. Because me personally, like I don't work in the beauty industry anymore. I completely left that field, but I still have a love for it. And I still have plenty of stories to tell. But what I really like about your podcast, especially the solo episodes, they come at a time where I'm like, I really needed to hear that. Like, it's just like a big pick me up. And it's kind of like, you're the friend that kind of puts you into back into your groove without being too, you know, too overly nice or too overly mean. It's just like, it's just like the hug that you needed to kind of push yourself, you know, so, so everyone I think can definitely benefit from your podcast. So I'm so happy to hear that because that's exactly (laughs) how I want it to feel. Even when I have my guests on, I always tell them, like, I just wanted to feel like two friends having a conversation. I don't want it to be super formal because that's not even who I am. I'm super laid back. I'm super chill in real life. And that's how I talk to my friends. I talk to them the same way I talk on the podcast. So, yeah. And it feels that way. I'm so happy. (laughs) Um, I really like uh, because I'm naturally kind of a negative person and I don't mean to be, but that's just kind of like naturally how I am. So (laughs) when I hear like your advice and your tips, I'm like, it kind of just puts me in a different mindset without being too like overly positive where it feels fake. It just feels real. You know what I mean? So that's what I really appreciate about your podcast so um also too like I back to your point of people not like networking like it is really who you know a lot of times you know Mm -hmm. I think I think it's true where people get wrapped up in social media as like a crutch but you know you got to make those unfortunately now might be harder but those personal connections to really kind of get you to that next step so absolutely so In the spirit of kind of friends in beauty, I know you've kind of created this community around the beauty industry. I like how you start your podcast. So since we have you today and you're a fellow podcaster, we're going to start off with an icebreaker, friends in beauty style. So I'm going to start with a few questions that I have for you. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny that you mentioned too, like, I'm just like, it's funny because I feel like I don't talk to that many people anymore. So when I finally like interview somebody, I get excited and I'm like, I'm just all over the place. So if I'm kind of like just hopping around, like, forgive me, because my human interaction has been very limited. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Smoky eye or bold lip? You have to choose one. Which one would you rock? I would choose a bold lip. I'm obsessed with lipstick. So I would choose a bold lip. Okay. And then if you could only choose one for the rest of your life. Uh, getting your makeup done or getting your hair done? Only one. <laughs> I would get my hair done. Your hair done? Okay. Favorite thing about having a podcast? My favorite thing about having a podcast is just talking to people and learning their stories. I'm a very um, curious person by nature and I just love hearing people's backstories. So that's what I love about it. Okay. And the most rewarding thing about working in beauty for you? The most rewarding thing about working in beauty, I would say, is just the the feeling I leave people with, I would say. I I can really see a difference between somebody sometimes when I when I come and versus when I leave. So just, you know, being able to meet people and have some kind of influence on them, a positive influence. A thing that I always hear is that I have great energy. Mm -hmm. So just being able to impact people's lives in that way, in addition to beautifying them is really rewarding. And I can tell too, like just, I've never met you, but I can just feel that through like the words that you have too. It's just 
Like, I'm not surprised that somebody in your chair would walk away just feeling better about everything. Yeah. Um, And then lastly, I'm really curious. So you went from makeup artistry to kind of now more in the education realm of things. Can you talk a little bit more about kind of that transition or if you still do both? Yes, I definitely still do both. But the transition happened, I would say I had a a beauty coach at the time, a business coach. Mm -hmm. And people... Even before I had a coach, people had always asked me to teach. And I'm like, I am not a teacher. Like, would y'all get out of my face? Like, I'm not (laughs) a teacher, okay? And it was this one girl. Her name's Ashley. Ashley in artistry. I will shout her out. Mm -hmm. I will never forget. She called me. I had my Google voice number on my Instagram. And she called me asking me for a one-on-one lesson. And I pretty much told her no, like straight up. I think I was only like a year into doing makeup, but for some reason she wanted a lesson from me. And she literally would not get off the phone until I said yes. So she was the first person I actually did a lesson with. But once I joined the coaching program, my coach saw something in me as well. and was like, you know what, you should should be teaching. And I did my first class. I'm like, and I'm always the person of like... I'll try it at least once like and if Mm -hmm. I hate it I hate it but if I love it then I'm gonna keep doing it so I didn't really see myself as an educator until I had my first class and that was October 15th 2017 I believe yes 2017 I cannot believe it was that long ago oh my gosh and but that was the day that I discovered that I was an educator because I got a hundred percent a hundred percent positive feedback from everybody that came Uh And I just had so much fun. I was like, this cannot be real. Like, I'm having so much fun. People are actually understanding how I'm articulating the process. And they're walking away just feeling so fulfilled. So after that day, I just kept on running with it. I I came out with different coaching programs. I do different hands-on boot camps, um, video series, all types of stuff. I just love, I really love teaching. I also teach at a cosmetology school. Um, here in the DC area as well. I teach the same six week makeup program that I took when I wanted to become a makeup artist. I'm okay. now the instructor for that program at the wow. um, cosmetology school. So it's like a full circle moment for me. Wow, that's pretty cool. I definitely tap into like mindset, mm-hmm. networking, social media, building email lists. That's that sort of side of the business with I makeup. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like that. It's kind of like social, like networking, personable part that you hone mm-hmm. in on. Today you have a horror story to share with us because we're all about horror stories here, but we're also all about kind of learning from them as well. Mm-hmm. And not only learning from them from an artistry standpoint, but from a client standpoint too. So tell us a little bit about your horror story that you have to share with us today. Oh my gosh. And you already know, it took me a minute to like, do I have a horror story? Because you said you're kind of negative by nature. I'm like the opposite. <laughs> so I'm like positive to the point where like if something bad happened, I probably wouldn't recognize it unless somebody said it to me or if it was just like <laughs> in your face. And this one was in my face. Like this one was like crazy. So Well, you're lucky was- then. That's that's like a really good trait to have then actually and in the beauty industry because it can be very cutthroat. Yeah, I think I'm just like so nonchalant. I might have to deal with my sign. I don't know. I just don't take a lot of things like too seriously, but 
in, I believe it was January 2017, where they had the Women's March here in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. Um, I was hired, me and a few other artists were hired by um, this agency to do makeup for um, a lot of the people who were organizing the march. Okay. Who had to be on camera or, you know, had to be seen in some kind of way that day. So I believe we had to show up downtown D.C. I I really feel like we got down there like four or five o'clock in the morning. It was freezing outside. Oh gosh! And they had us doing makeup in this tent, and they had to put heaters in the tent and everything. Imagine, like we work with our hands, so hands are cold <laughs> and all that good stuff. Yeah. And um, as the ladies started to come in, I remember the the lady that I had to do. She was one of like the main people for the women's march. I was like, oh yeah, I want to do her makeup because in my head, I'm like, if I do her makeup really good, it's going to be really good for me for her to be out there. And yeah. you know, I just had that mindset. So when she sat down in my chair, I asked her, like, you know, how do you want your makeup? And she told me she wanted something natural, something with like neutral colors. And that was like right up my alley because I don't really get too crazy with the makeup. I really like to just enhance people's natural beauty. My aesthetic is very clean with maybe a few pops of, you know, something here and there. So I did her makeup. She was on the phone the entire time because she's one of the organizers. I don't even remember her name or what she looked like for real. But (laughs) after I was done with her makeup, I did my thing. And I I have like a go-to makeup look. I know a lot of makeup artists might have one where if their clients say, I don't, I don't know what I want. I'm like, I got you. So my, my aesthetic is normally like a golden kind of lid, a little smoky at the lash line, maybe a lash and the skin is always clean. Mm -hmm. By 2017, I was really thinking about this today. By 2017, I was pretty solid in my artistry. Like, it wasn't really anything that I would really be messing up on, you know? Yeah. So when I was done doing her makeup, I handed her the mirror and she was just totally disgusted. Like, <laughs> she was like, oh my God, it's too cakey. It's too much powder under my eyes. Can you do this? Can you do that? And she was, I was like, okay. And then like, I think the the person who organized for us to come, who was in charge, kind of saw what was going on. So she came over and was like, hey, what's going on? Uh-huh. And she knew the lady. She's like, oh, it's, too, it's just too this, it's too that. And I was like, oh, she was like, okay, okay. Well, what do you want her to fix? And she was like, it can't be fixed. And she takes <laughs> one of my makeup wipes and wipes her entire face off in front oh, of me. Oh, no. Oh, my God. And so- I was crushed. <laughs> I was crushed that hadn't that has never happened to me before and it had never happened after that day either so I was crushed because um she was the first person that I did makeup on that day so it kind of set the tone for whoever else was sitting I was kind of shook like I was in my field the rest of the day I think I had maybe like three or four other people to do after her oh man she kind of like messed up my groove like just being it was just a really nasty experience it was like she didn't have to do all of that like she really did (laughs) it So how did how did you react like when she told you that like well, I mean like how how can you react like what yeah, happened I was I mean it was really nothing I could do because it was like she wiped off her face and then she like left <laughs> like it was like she was just like in her feelings and I was like wow and the lady who you know was helping us out or facilitating everything she was like girl don't worry about it she's just under a lot of pressure mm-hmm. she's like there was nothing wrong with her makeup she's just under a lot of pressure for the day and x y and z but i just thought that was just so rude and so nasty of her to do something oh man so do you know she went to another makeup artist i have no idea girl oh man and then she got the beat that she wanted (laughs) what it what do you feel like was something that you learned from that experience 
something that I learned from that experience is that you just can't please everybody. Um, it it was really nothing I could have done differently to change um, because I asked her what she wanted. It wasn't like I just freestyled and mm-hmm. did whatever I, I pleased. It was just like, it just wasn't up to her standard or however she thought she wanted to look or I have no clue. Um, I just know that you can't please everybody. That's what I learned from that. And yeah, don't take it personal too. Not to take it personal. Yeah, I think it's really hard not to take things personal because, you know, it's almost like somebody, it's like a personal attack because like that's your skills, you know, those are, that's, that's your time and your effort that you're putting into somebody. So I think that's really good advice um, is to not take things personal and to just know that you can't please everyone, Mm -hmm. you know, and then if you could give, so that's kind of like your advice to the beauty professional. Is there another piece of advice that you would give to someone who's an artist in that particular scenario um I remember I um because everybody saw it happen so that was the that was the next thing it wasn't just like it was a personal one-on-one like she's wiping off her like everybody in the whole tent the other makeup artists saw it occurring too so that was a scene yeah it was a scene it was definitely a scene so after she left the the girl who was closest to me asked me like what happened like what's going on because I don't think that her person was in her chair yet so she's like what was going on and I told her and she worked at Mac so she said you know and she was running me through like okay this is what we do at the counter and I was like I pretty much asked her what she wanted Mm -hmm. but she her advice to me was like for people like I didn't know she was going to be like that but for people like that it's kind of like I guess what they do at the counter is kind of like walk them through like step by step what you're doing, what they're doing to make sure it's like up to their standard. But it was kind of hard for me to do that because she was on the phone the entire time. Oh, no, she was. Wow. Yeah. So, so it's that's like, I another been, thing. Yeah. I wouldn't <laughs> have been able to ask her, OK, is, is this brow OK or is this eyeshadow OK? What about this? I wouldn't have been able to do that. But I would definitely say consult with your clients. Even now when I have clients, before I even um, do their makeup, I always ask them to send me a picture of what they want. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, just to make sure it's something I could actually do because it's certain makeup styles that I don't do. I don't do cut creases. I don't do the whole glitter and like all the crazy (laughs) stuff. Yeah. Send me pictures of what they want to make sure it's up to my level of skill as an artist. Yeah, I'm laughing because I wasn't... Uh, I wasn't too good with the cut crease and I mm-hmm. just I I didn't like it a few years ago but I've been seeing it make a comeback lately and I kind of like what people are doing with it now yeah. lately but uh yeah back a few years ago it just wasn't my thing either so yeah I can't um, do it but when I see it done beautifully I'm like kudos to the artist because I just don't have the patience for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> And then kind of like uh, segueing into the advice for clients. So I think you said it pretty much right there is just don't be on the phone while you're getting your makeup done. Mm-hmm. That is rude. Just don't. Or getting your hair done. Yeah, so. don't be on the phone and just make sure you clearly communicate what you really want your artist to do. Because one person's natural might not be another person's natural. I don't. I can't even really tell you what it really was that she didn't like. Other than she said it was cakey. And I don't do cakey makeup. Yeah. So I don't really understand what her problem was. So, you know, I, I noticed too people who sometimes will say that um, sometimes it's just that they're not used to wearing makeup at all mm-hmm. sometimes. And to them, any makeup is cakey makeup. But that's just my that's guess. So but. That's so true. Because I always ask my clients as well. Do you wear makeup? 
because uh, I've that's had a good clients question. that I always have clients that have never won, worn makeup before. So when they do see themselves, sometimes it's like, Ooh, oh my gosh, like this is a lot. So I do always <laughs> ask them like, do you wear makeup? So I can know how far I can kind of take it with them. That's a really good one. I never even thought of that. That's perfect. That's a great <laughs> question. <laughs> uh, and it's too, it's funny because, you know, I think I've mentioned this uh, other times, but everyone has a different perception of natural makeup. Like, you have like the natural makeup where it looks like you're not wearing anything. And then you have like the, the Kim Kardashian natural, which is lashes and, quote. <laughs> you know, like everything. But it's still somebody's natural, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like you never know. And, and the same thing with nude lip. I, I almost hate saying the word nude because everyone's nude is a different color, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like sometimes you ask for they ask for a nude and they're really asking for like a pink lipstick and it's just you just don't know sometimes you you know we're not magicians that's the that's the the tip to the clients we are not magicians and we are not mind readers so you gotta let us know what you want and be realistic about it thank you for sharing your horror story and your experience and kind of just like what you've learned from that um i kind of want to get into because i feel like I know you're in the beauty world, but also, too, I almost feel like you're kind of this, like, you have a little bit of that life coach in you or maybe a therapist persona or something. Has everyone ever told you that? Like, have you ever wanted to pursue that? I've been saying that lately. Like, I always say if I could do it all over again, I would probably either be a dermatologist or I'd be a psychologist because Mm -hmm. people always come to me with their challenges and, um just the personality that that I have, I'm always very easygoing and I can always show you a different perspective than what you have and make you think differently. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I do, I do always say like, I would like to, you know, counsel people in some kind of way. Yeah. And it's never too late too. It is never too late. I think, you know, you could probably add that one if you wanted to. Might explore that. (laughs) I really like how you, you talk about setting the tone and how you just have like this more of a, a, different outlook a positive outlook towards things so Mm -hmm. what's your outlook on the new year do you have a a certain mindset you're going into 2021 with I think my mindset is just to pick up the pieces of the things that I wasn't able to do in 2020 like still trying to remain positive because we really don't know what anything is going to look like going forward it's kind of Mm -hmm. just like rolling with the punches like if you really try to think too far ahead of yourself I feel like within this time Mm -hmm. you might be frustrated so it's just kind of like rolling with the punches and just accepting things for what they are and just it's the I think the word for 2020 is like pivot just keep on pivoting Mm -hmm. (laughs) whatever comes your way you're just going to have to adjust it it doesn't mean that you can't reach your goals it just like might be a different way of reaching it um, I'm very hopeful for 2021. I'm keeping hope alive that, you know, things will get back to a semi-normal state yeah. um, for us. I'm excited to see what the what this new year, what this new year holds. I have a lot of plans. And then it's just like, you can't put your life on hold for too long. You have to still keep pushing forward. So I'm excited to see, you know, what happens. Because 2020 wasn't all bad for me. Um, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, unfortunately, had a rough year, and I'm I'm very empathetic to that. But for me, I did have some rough patches, but it wasn't all bad. So I'm always trying to be mindful of expressing gratitude for what I do have. Um, mm-hmm. Thankful that my family was not touched. I wasn't touched. 
um this year by the virus that's good yeah just always expressing gratitude for the things that I have and just being mindful of you know just being positive for real yeah I I know what you mean because I think it was your most recent episode you were saying how like 2020 was a bad year for a lot of people but when you think in terms of like there was some good for some people mm-hmm. I feel like I'm kind of on that same uh, wavelength as you it's like um I had some extended family affected by the virus, but luckily to, um, you know, no one in my immediate household, my immediate family, um, we're all still healthy. And mm-hmm. luckily we all still have our jobs and, and it, it, it's still like a privilege to be able to work from home. Like not everybody can do that. And it's almost something that like I'm grateful for, but I also feel like sad for so many people because yeah. I know like what I have is not a lot of people's reality right now. And I think I'm trying to navigate that too of, of just like that sorrow that I have for every, everything else. Yeah. But I like how you mentioned pivoting because, you know, you were going to go on tour, but instead you, you created a podcast and that can reach so many people without having to go anywhere. So I'm excited for 2021 too. I I think like you said, roll with the punches and we'll see what, what's going to happen, you know? Yeah, and I just always like to find the positive in every situation. So no matter if it is a negative, like what what is the learning lesson here? Like what is the positive that you could pull from this and not just dwell on what's so bad about it? Yeah, and I think that's something I like to highlight too in my podcast. I want people to also like, like you said, find like that that positive or find that teaching moment in something that's that horror story. You know what I mean? Definitely. So you have the Friends and Beauty podcast, and I think you said you also you also have the is it a Facebook community group for Friends and Beauty? Yes, I do. So I do have a Facebook community for Friends and Beauty, just dropping different resources in there. I'm trying to get people to be more active. It's like they're just lurking right now, just <laughs> watching me post. I really want people to get in there and be more active, but I know that will come eventually. Mm-hmm. And then uh, also talk about your. A uh, Friday feature that you do for Friends in Beauty. Oh yes, so I want to just, I just, I just love uplifting people. It's so many people, it's so many Friends in Beauty that I have that are, I would say, underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, that you don't really know about. They're not like the big names in the industry and everything. And they're really out here doing amazing things. And I really believe in giving people their flowers giving people acknowledgement, giving them praise while they're here. Mm-hmm. Um, because life, unfortunately, is very untimely, is very short for some of us. So I believe in praising people. So the Friends of Beauty Friday feature is just every Friday, I spotlight a different friend in beauty and their accomplishments. So no matter how big or small it is, because that's, that's the thing is that we always think that it has to be big grand thing that we're doing in order to be praised so even if somebody did a bomb ass wing liner this week and that Mm -hmm. was like the best wing liner that they did and if they want to be featured I will feature you you know what I'm saying yeah I I like that it's it doesn't have to be like somebody with thousands of followers so I really like that and then what would they do so would they like use a hashtag yeah so all that all they would have to do is just use the hashtag fib Friday feature so FIB stands for friends and beauty Mm -hmm. so FIB Friday feature and tag friends and beauty on Instagram and I share it on Instagram I share it in the friends and beauty community and I also share it with the um my email list tribe as well so it's multiple places that I'm sharing that accomplishment and I'm always sending out that good vibes and that good energy too I want to I'm sending praises and I'm wishing you well for more things that are coming for you in the future 
I like that. I just, I feel so like, like you said, uplifted when I just hear you talk about all these things and it, it's very like con- contagious in a good way. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if that's a good word to use right now, but like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, uh, it rubs off on you easily, I guess you could say, let's say that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then where can we find um, your Instagram as well? So my personal Instagram is my first and last name. It's Aquia Robinson. So it's A-K-U-A. Last name is Robinson, R-O-B-I-N-S-O-N. And then also the Friends and Beauty page is there as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being part of the Swatch of Horrors podcast to share your horror story and then just your outlook and your all the things you're doing with the beauty industry with networking and helping other people i really appreciate you being on today especially because you're you're three hours ahead of me so i know it's Uh, a little later in the evening for you it's all good all right thank you so much you're welcome thank you for having me Thanks for listening to Swatch of Horrors. If you enjoyed this podcast, give it a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, follow wherever you listen to the podcast. I'm on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. Tell your friends. Put it on your stories. Tell everyone. Wash your hands, stay safe, and see you next time.